Content of this program is meant for educational purposes only because knowledge is power. However, the controversial subject matter discussed may not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, staff, or its advertisers. Change only happens when we, the people, become part of the solution. That's why more and more patriotic Americans are tuning in to the Power Hour. Now, here's your host, Dave Krieger. And it's 8 a.m. Central Time. The Power Mall is now open at 877-817-9829. And in honor of Heart Health Month, we're offering 10% off of Strauss Heart Drops. And when you order them, you get a free book with your heart drop order called Beating Heart Disease. And just remember also that we have 10% off Grown by Nature this week. Don't forget the Grown by Nature products always ship for free. Um, and, of course, you know, we, we dialed up Wayne, and uh, Wayne is indisposed this morning. So, or predisposed, I should say. Not indisposed, predisposed. So we're going to move along. Phone lines are open. Moving on to economy and business. Macy's is going to shutter 150 stores across the United States in a massive reorganization. See, we told you the commercial shoe was going to drop. They're going to reorganize to refocus its business. Explaining the initiative is going to close down the underproductive stores to put more emphasis on luxury sales, according to news reports. The closures will leave approximately 350 Macy's locations, as well as Bloomingdale's and Blue Mercury Beauty and skincare stores intact. It's those latter brands the company sees as its future because everybody like Lady Bird has to beautify yourself. Yep, Macy's said it was planning on slashing 2,350 jobs and shut down five stores. Macy's been under pressure from investor activists seeking an outright sale of the company due to its decade-long underperformance, with Macy's real estate considered its most valuable asset. So they need to prop it up. So 150 stores are going bye-bye. And, of course, that includes the high-end stores in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Rampant smash and grab robberies, the big influence there. California has seen 35 retail outlets close, while New York closed 23 and Illinois closed 18. Florida closed 21. Yeah. $94.5 billion from retail theft and inventory loss. Sad, isn't it? Because everybody wants something for free. Hey, we don't have to pay for it. Especially if we're illegal or we're just, you know, one of these victims that are underprivileged. We can just go out and smash and grab and bring our sledgehammers to the jewelry store and threaten to hammer down on the merchants themselves and just smash open their jewelry cases and steal their jewelry and take it to the pawn shop so we can buy more fentanyl or exist. And see, these people, um, they they figured it out because the blue states aren't going to do anything to prosecute them. I mean, it's even worse now in New York. Illegal border crossers in New York City continue to be afforded thousands of dollars monthly in free rent for apartments and hotels. 
as the Big Apple citizens are basically forced to pay thousands a month for tiny apartments. Yeah. New York Times, by the way, even went so far as to publish a lengthy article celebrating the resettlement of 170 migrant families who have been moved from city-paid hotel rooms to suburban central Islip and other areas. They're out in the burbs now. They're being given upwards of $2,500 a month free rent. Who's going to pay for this? Ah, Big question, huh? Terry in New York, maybe you have an answer. Good morning, Dave. Uh, I uh, just want to know, uh, are you familiar with Pastor Fever's scripturesforamerica.org? Go ahead and give me the website again, if you would, Terry. Scripturesforamerica.org. Scripturesforamerica.org? Yes, Pastor Peters was preaching about stuff going on today 30 more years ago. Okay, I wrote that down. Yeah, he was four days older than me. He passed away, uh, I think it was uh, 2017. And he's still preaching today, uh, either on the Internet or there's a call-in number that you can listen to on your phone. Right. Yeah, sfaw.org is the website, by the way. We just got notification of that. So, yep, we appreciate that, Terry. Thanks for the input. Um, Five minutes after the hour right now, more interesting news from Sony. Sony? Sony, yeah. They're laying off 900 employees from their PlayStation unit. This announced yesterday that's going to impact 8% of the division's global workforce. Sony announced it's going to be closing its London studio in the UK. The layoffs come two weeks after Sony cut its sales forecast for PlayStation 5. After warning of decreasing demand. Gee, I wonder why. Are people paying more attention to AI and less to your PlayStation 5? Sony said it expects to sell 21 million units of the console in its fiscal year, down from its previous forecast of 25 million. And of course, when that news came out, Sony shares plunged. <laughs> wow. Uh, the commercial shoe is dropping. My goodness. S is in Sam, F is in Frank, A is in W, uh, A is in Adam, W is in William. SFAW.org is that website Terry was talking about. Um, anyway. Brady, seriously, you have a baseball card you want to sell and donate it to part of the show? You want to donate part of that yeah. proceeds to the show? Yes, I do, How are we supposed to get a hold of you, Brady? To, to You have a baseball card you want to sell, and you want to donate part of it to the Power Hour. It's not a baseball card. Um, it's a Wayne Gretzky rookie card that I bought ah. when I was going through my... And I'd been going through my old hockey card collection that I had in a shoebox when I was a young kid. And sure enough, I had a Wayne Gretzky rookie card. And a Wayne Gretzky rookie card, if it's in a grade 10, sold for $1.2 million, uh, oh, not too long my. ago. Um, but yesterday, there was a couple in Canada. They were cleaning out their basement. They were having a big old garage sale there in Canada. Eh? And... Uh, they uh, found a box unopened with like 20 big, you know, unopened boxes, individual boxes of the whole 1980 NHL 
and they sold that for $3.2 million. That was two days ago. So whatever I get for that card, we can. I'll send you the card. You can list it. You can put it on the power hour. And uh, whatever it sells for, I'll give you a half. Whoa. All right. Well, that's a big shot in the arm. So you have our mailing address, obviously, right? Yes, I do. All right. Well, sounds good. I appreciate the input there, Brady. And uh, we'll we'll work that out with Catherine. I'm sure she'll be delighted to help you with that. I appreciate your call, sir. Thank you so much for caring. Um, you know, we talk about health and everything else. And uh, there's a new study out revealing the risk of excessive protein intake on arterial health. Now, this is because of what scientists, if you can trust them, uh, linking arterial health to toxic fats, protein, and too much sugar in the diet. All right, so if you don't have a lot of sugar in the diet, well, let's let's look at it this way. If you're going to sit around and vegetate and you're not going to get out and exercise and you're not going to do anything, but just sit there and watch TV, I, I can understand that. Some of us type A types out there might take things a little bit differently and our bodies might react differently. But those with diabetes obviously might want to pay a little bit of attention here because protein does play a crucial role in a balanced diet offering strong uh, satiety and supporting muscle synthesis and cellular repair. Of course, the modern dietary recommendations lean toward higher protein intake, uh, which is why these protein shakes have become so big, especially amidst the longstanding concerns about fats and contemporary criticisms of carbs. So that's why they're moving off the shelf. That explains that. Uh, these factory farm sources of protein-rich foods tend to be much more toxic to human health versus 100% grass-fed. You know, it's amazing, too, because I just had somebody come and knock on my door yesterday, got the dog upset. And uh, they wanted to know, you know, it's these roving beef carts, you know, these what look like a, a pickup with a thing on the back, a, a cover, a bed cover on the back. And he's got all these steaks out here. He's selling door to door. Yeah, they're organic. I'm going, uh, you know, the red the red light went on. Um, is it grass-fed? Oh, yeah, it's 100% grass-fed. And then the last 90 days is grain-fed. I go, nope, not interested. First off, I don't know what grass, you know, pasture-raised organic counterparts, 100% grass-fed. That I was, I was going with it. But then when he said they were 90-day grain-fed, I went, ah, yeah, we don't know what's in those grains. I don't think so, came out Andy Looney, and I sent him packing. And see, here's the thing. The more toxic your food, the higher the risk of poor arterial health. That's simple. So scientists are saying that too much protein can be blamed for clogged or damaged arteries. All right, so atherosclerosis, everybody's got some form of it, I'm going to assume. I have it, too. I got an x-ray done. I've got a little bit of it there, too, but... Hey, we're still cooking. I'm still taking Strauss heart drops. See, it's heart health month, so we got to talk about that, right? And see, this study that's out there is suggested exceeding 22% of daily calorie intake from protein may serve as a tipping point, hastening the accumulation of macrophages in arterial walls. For instance, if you're an adult male aiming for a daily calorie intake of 2,200 calories per day, 
22% of these calories from protein would amount to approximately 484 calories, equivalent to roughly 128 grams of protein. While this constitutes a considerable protein intake, it may not be excessive for individuals prioritizing protein intake over carbs or fats, particularly physically active individuals or those focused on weight loss. See, we said that. I just said that. You know, it's all the individual and how they treat things. We also have uh, quite a, uh, a lengthy article here on the benefits of dandelions and how to use them. Dent de lion in French, meaning the lion's tooth. Yeah, just so you know. Taraxacum officinale. Yep, officinale. Taraxacum officinale. That's the Latin term, the common dandelion. And we have a whole list of things that it does for you, including the fact it's an antioxidant and anti-cancer, you know, antimicrobial. It's amazing. But not only that, look, if you see, you can eat them, according to the article. So I, I put it in there on the email blast for those of you who want to chime in and enjoy that article and, uh, you know, go out, pick a few, but leave some for the bees if you would. Bees like dandelions, leave them up. Uh, the sap from the flower stalk, by the way, you can apply it directly to warts, calluses, corns, and rough skin. It's an antimicrobial, and it's good for diabetes, according to initial studies. Maybe helpful for regulating the blood sugar of type 2 diabetics. Got to love it. That's why I put the article in there, folks. We did a little bit of research this morning to dig that up. Let me tell you, there's a lot of people in the farming community that are paying very close attention to this. 13 after the hour, phone lines open, 844-769-2944 is the number to call. Dan in New Jersey, good morning, sir. With a uh, early April solar eclipse to be visible over most of North America, I was thinking that uh, a pair of those paper ISO certified 12312-2 solar eclipse viewing glasses would be the kind of a premium that would encourage me to make a donation to the Power Hour, and you'd be able to ship those glasses back in a, a first-class letter. Hmm. Something to oh. think about. Okay, sounds good. We made a note of it. I appreciate that. Uh, anything to help keep the keep the show on the air, Dan, because, I mean, this is a critical year. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, sir. I appreciate you, sir, more than you know. I, I appreciate your call, and thanks for listening to the show. Uh, tell five of your friends about us, too. I'm sure you do. Eric in Missouri, good morning, sir. How are you? Oh, good. It's 17 degrees here. I just passed some Amish people in their horse and buggy. Oh, my on, goodness. So, uh... Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, uh, they, they, just, have the uh... little, they have the little slow-moving sign on the back, too, right? Just the reflector, yeah. And yeah, I guess yeah. They have okay. to have a, a red light at night nowadays on the back. But uh, right, yeah, it's a one horse, two men buggy. But uh, on, on this so cool. grain-fed cattle, most of the life of a cow is grass-fed. I mean, that's building a lot of structure off grass. And if you just give it some grain to help it, you know, make stronger while they're calving or or, or fatten them up a little later, most of that structure that of that cow is going to be from grass-fed and. Uh, uh, I guess uh, on your Strauss hard drops, I wonder if that lowers your LDL because uh, 
I was listening to Anthony Chafee. He said that uh, determining factors if you live to be 100 is low insulin and high LDL cholesterol. So that's what I was wondering about that. And also, if your gold guy comes on, remember when Roosevelt uh, said you had to turn in your gold and he'd pay you $15 for it? Uh-huh. Well, apparently that was an, ex- an executive order or whatever just for the territories of the United States, District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, Guam, and whatever those are, and people didn't read the back of the the uh, order, and they went ahead and turned in their gold in the 50 states, and they, it went, didn't apply to them. So you might ask oh, your guy to tell a gold. You know what? I, I made, yeah, Eric, I just made a note of that, and I will ask Fred when he comes on at the bottom of the hour, and I appreciate that input. That's, that's huge. Thanks All for the right, reminder. You. you bet. Have a great day. Um, okay. 16 minutes after the hour, phone lines are still open. 844-769-2944 is the number to call if you want to chime in. Anything on your mind? Uh, what happened in Michigan last night? Anybody in Michigan want to chime in and give me your input? You can do that. Just make sure to press 1 after you hear the prompts. That uh, yeah, I don't know what it was. We're sitting here talking about all of these robocalls that are really just getting under people's skin. They're tired of getting them. And, and all, you know, I'm still getting them here. Uh, I have warning lights on my phones and on my computer that spam call, spam call, nonprofit. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> I just shut it off. I don't even answer. Uh, of course, like I said, you can always pick up the phone and go, hi, you're on the air, but nothing will happen. You might hear a beep and then you'll hear, oh, my gosh, my gully. <laughs> I not like to be liking that, you know, because half these people, I mean, you can't even understand them when they call you or they call about your dead relative or something and want to know if they can, you know, do you have Medicare? You know what? You can take your Medicare and ah, ah, where the sun never shines. Um, but a lot of people still rely on it. We have so many people out there that think Medicare is wonderful. Oh, the world owes me a living. Remember that one? Uh, turn on the television. You're likely to catch a mention of, like every other commercial, a uh, mention of Ozempic or some other weight loss drug. And then they get Amy Schumer, Oprah Winfrey, Kiki Palmer, and they all come out and talk about how wonderful Ozempic is. But see, there's a darker side the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about in order to protect Big Pharma and their interests, right? A whistleblower is sounding the alarm about Ozempic and similar weight loss drugs. Callie Means, who previously worked as a pharmaceutical consultant, has turned the industry's touted miracle weight loss medication against it no doubt many people will be shocked with what they discover ozempic's dark side is ignored by the mainstream media you know basically it's an ozempic cheerleader and it's financially incentivized to do so don't we already know that i mean callie means had a conversation with former fox news personality tucker carlson about it and, of course, according to Means, they it presents both mental health and gastrointestinal risks nobody wants to talk about. The purpose was to treat obesity and diabetes, and everybody, of course, wants to run out because Big Pharma's got, look, we have the solution. And how many gullible people out there? Well, let's see. How many people got the jab because they were scared they were going to get COVID, then they got the jab, and then they got COVID? And they just couldn't understand why. And like Dr. Jason Dean said yesterday on the show, why would I been saying the same bloody thing for months? All these 220 million people, why would the government be wanting to hurt me? 
little old me. I'm a taxpayer. I'm a dutiful. I do what they say. When they say jump, I say how high. I don't have a mind of my own. I let the government do my thinking for me. <laughs> really? Not our listeners. Not on this show. So, uh, you know, I mean, this is the thing. It, you, you go chasing diets. It's like chasing rabbits down rabbit holes. Some things work, and when you find out, they do. Because everybody's got a solution to this. We hear it all the time. Eat for your body type. Eat for your blood type. Go vegan. Go vegetarian. Don't go totally vegan. Eat something. Lighten up on the portions. Uh, how about exercise? You know, there. I mean, everybody's got an answer for this. But as far as Ozempic and taking big pharma drugs and supporting big pharma, uh, see, obesity is a multifaceted issue, far more complex than what big pharma portrays. Starting with the food industry's advancements and additives that are incredibly toxic and they sit on your grocery store shelves, especially in Walmart. And I want them to come on the show and explain to me that 90% of the junk on their shelves doesn't have all these additives and garbage in it. Ultra-processed foods. I'll bet you there's at least 10 aisles out of the 15-aisle grocery section that all are loaded with this stuff. But everybody shops there because it's cheaper. Yeah, okay. And then, of course, Big Pharma says, well, because we have this problem in the store and everybody's obese. And why are they obese? Because they're nervous. Because they're freaking out. Because they believe everything the mainstream media tells them. And they think that Armageddon is coming in four days. And so they run out and they stock up on Cheetos. <laughs> I'm being facetious here. Not a nervous laugh. It's sarcastic. All right. See, I mean, we're all thinking that. It's sad that we have to rely on mainstream media to program us into believing everything our government does and everything the CDC and the FDA and the NIH and all these other acronyms we really don't need telling us what to do, tell us what to do. That's sad. People actually buy into this garbage. Thank God our listeners don't here on the Power Hour. Under the science and technology category, Yahoo Mail is down. Email service crashes for millions of frustrated Britons. Britons, according to Down Detector. There, there's a website you can go to, downdetector.com. The uh, problems first started yesterday afternoon, continuing on to this morning. And you can, you can look on virtually every single app there. But Yahoo Mail, 77% said the problem was with the app. 13% it was an issue with login. 10% said they were struggling with server connection. So, you know, here's the thing. Everybody's having conditions, um, and I get it. Patience on this level, but understand that, you know, if this is just a test of what could happen in the future, yeah, that may not be a good thing, especially when we're so dependent on things. We look, I hate to say it, but we may end up having to look for multiple ways to get the information out. 
That's what community radio is all about, folks. Techno censorship. Ever heard that term? That's when corporations serve as a front for government censors. Nothing good can come of it. We're talking about allowing the government to sidestep the Constitution. There's a lot of people out there that think uh, what happened in Maui was our government sidestepping the Constitution and hiring a private contractor that's got a giant directed energy weapon to come in there and burn up Lahaina to shreds, except for all the blue things. Unfortunately, the government has become an expert in disregarding constitutional roadblocks intended to protect the rights of the citizenry. When these end runs don't suffice, the government hides behind the covert, clandestine, classified language of national security or obfuscates, complicates, stymies and bamboozles or creates manufactured diversions to keep the citizenry in the dark or works through private third parties not traditionally bound by the Constitution. You have to understand that this is how we're going to be dealing with secret dragnet surveillance programs on the American people. Do you hear you have the... Uh, Obama, Trump, and Biden sidestepping the Fourth Amendment by paying AT&T to allow federal, state, and local law enforcement to access without a warrant all the phone records of Americans who are not suspected of a crime. So Judge Terry Doty, even, federal judge, warned the U.S. government seems to have assumed a role similar to an Orwellian Ministry of Truth. Strange, huh? This is an article uh, from the Rutherford Institute, by the way. If you go to Rutherford.org, you can read about it and donate to the cause because they're constantly suing the government to stop this nonsense. Canada-based University of Waterloo, by the way, we're talking about surveillance state. The Canada-based University of Waterloo is racing to remove M&M-branded smart vending machines from their campus after outraged students discovered the machines. Either the students, the students figured it out. The machines, these M&M brand smart vending machines were covertly collecting facial recognition data without their consent. Oh, wow. The scandal started when a student using the alias SquidKid47 posted an image on Reddit showing a campus vending machine error message in Venda. Vending, facial recognition app, execute. Displayed after the machine failed to launch a facial recognition app. Nobody expected to be part of the process. Hey, so why do the stupid M&M machines have facial recognition, the kid pondered. The Reddit post sparked an investigation by a fourth-year student named River Stanley. who's writing a university publication called Math News. And, of course, Inventus sales brochures promise the machines are capable of sending estimated ages and genders of every person who used the machines without ever requesting their consent. So now, yeah, the university is trying to get rid of it based on the studies. Oh, it's out of the box. Cat's out of the bag. All right, uh, let's see, with a couple of minutes left to go, ever seen a square cloud? If you have internet, Dane Wigington's got a new video out called Square Clouds. It's there. OSHA is cracking down on Elon Musk's Las Vegas underground transit system, which it says is filled with toxic tunnel muck. Citing Musk's boring company with eight serious violations, finding the company over 112,000 company contests the findings, claiming the agency failed to establish the alleged violations occurred, but yet employees are going down in the tunnels and they're going, what is this garbage? It's not magic, that's for sure. Apple has canceled work on the electric car, according to sources. Why is that? Well, because they're focusing on Gen AI now. 
yeah, they think AI is going to be the way to go. We can just sit at home and sit there and get on a computer and talk to some AI date that will tell us to go kill ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they think. Yeah, I did. A, they, nothing good can come of all of this. No, Apple is not going to do the electric car because they're watching what everybody else does and how they're getting hammered because nobody wants one. That's why. And, of course, those of you interested in attending the Ozarks Homesteading Expo, there's updates on this year's expo in Missouri linked to the website. Yep, all the news we didn't get to, you can get on your email blast, and we'll try to ring up Fred Dushevsky after the break. Stay with us. Complex CS is a comprehensive natural medicine formula to nourish and heal eye tissue formulated by a board-certified MD ophthalmologist, Dr. Robert Abel. Why you need vitamins for your eyesight? There is a direct and proven physiological connection between the nutrients we put into our body and the quality of our eyesight. Some vitamins for eyesight can be absorbed from the food we eat, but other vital nutrients cannot, especially if you're not eating a daily, nutritionally balanced diet. Additional supplements are essential for optimal eye health as well as your overall physical health. With 23 vitamins and nutrients such as N-acetylcysteine, which is important for removing toxic substances from the liver, this, the most complete clinical strength eye and total body multivitamin available in one supplement. Call the Power Mall at 877-817-9829 or order online at thepowermall.com. Come to the Power Mall today and purchase Mediterranean black seed oil from North American Urban Spice, exclusively from the genetic source and never standardized. Cold pressed, it's so good it supports cardiovascular, respiratory, immune, digestive, neurologic health, and so much more. Said to be good for everything but death itself, come find the best prices on black seed capsules or 8 ounce varieties when you visit thepowermall.com. Or call 877-817-9829 to purchase. Hi, it's Joyce Riley with the Power Hour. There's something really fun and exciting about discovering products that make life more pleasant and enjoyable. Well, Miracle 2 soaps definitely fit that description. The shelves at the supermarket are packed with soaps and cleansers that are full of chemicals that slowly destroy our health and the environment. Miracle 2 products are all natural, like the green soap that can replace your bath, laundry, household soaps, and cleaning products. And please try Miracle 2's Skin Lotion. It's quickly absorbed and not greasy like all those other mass-produced lotions. Miracle 2 Moisturizer is full of fabulous oils and emollients that leave the skin healthy and baby soft. I guarantee after you discover how amazing Miracle 2 products are, you'll recommend them to everyone you know. Just call 877-817-9829. That's 877-817-9829 or visit thepowermall.com. You'll learn why so many people say it's not just soap, it's a miracle. Boost your immune system naturally this year with oil of oregano, a potent germ killer. This is the true wild oregano oil P73, a blend of edible spices of wild oregano grown on natural mineral rich soils. Research published in the International Journal of Food Microbiology found that oil of oregano is an excellent germicide capable of killing a wide range of fungi and bacteria. Get it today by visiting thepowermall.com or calling 877-817-9829. Hi everyone, this is Catherine, producer of the Power Hour. 
Not very many of you know that I suffer from an autoimmune disease, and one product that I depend on daily is Global Healing Center's organic plant-based selenium. Selenium is essential for optimal endocrine and immune function and for moderating the inflammatory response. Not only that, but this essential trace mineral plays a vital role in promoting a healthy thyroid, maintaining cardiovascular health, and supporting metabolism. This expertly crafted supplement is extracted from the mustard seed plant. It is vegan-friendly and bioavailable, ensuring optimal absorption of this powerful antioxidant. So whether or not you're dealing with an autoimmune disorder like me, or you simply want to boost your immune function, I recommend you try Global Healing Center Selenium from The Power Mall. It's available by going to thepowermall.com or by calling 877-817-9829. That's 877-817-9829. Many Americans are growing increasingly concerned about the rapidly growing U.S. government deficits. Recognizing the additional printing of paper money devalues U.S. currency. To compensate, American gold and silver coins will provide wealth protection. U.S. coin capital provides physical gold and silver coins delivered directly to our clients. You can reach us at 1-800-878-2646, uscoincapital.com. Central Time. The Power Mall is now open at 877-817-9829 for those of you who want to place orders to keep us on the air. Uh, Brady, get a hold of Catherine and uh, talk to Power Hour Jay about that ba- that uh, rookie card. We appreciate that. Um, now, we had people calling ahead of time because Fred Dushevsky with uh, U.S. Coin Capital is back on the show with us here. And, of course, there's a lot of things going on that uh, apparently have got some people uh, concerned and I'm I'm being nice because <laughs> I could say a whole bunch of other things because they look at they look at DC and they start cussing their fool heads off knowing what's going on there and it is a joke it's a sideshow of magnanimous proportions when they're not trying to get us in World War Three they're spending money like a drunken sailor in a strip club uh, Fred you got a pulse on economics you've been in the business and gotten uh, degreed in this in political science psych and. I mean, you you know the psychology of the way that people spend money, especially on the government level. Uh, well, but welcome back when to the no show. Recourse. Yeah, you know, yeah, they right? don't have to answer for it. Yeah, it, you know, it's one thing for an individual to spend more money than they have; they eventually have to pay the bill. But government gets away with this crap, you know, year after year, month after month, and it gets progressively worse because they have their backstop. And you know, I remember just a few months ago we were talking about the idea that the government was about to run out of money. And they kicked the can down the road and they solved the problem. Well, guess what? We caught up to the can again. So the government is literally just a few days again from going completely at default. And they're scrambling to figure out you know, how they can finance themselves through the next couple of months. We had a, a February 6th deadline. We've got a March 2nd deadline. We had a January 19th that came and went. And all they're doing is continually kicking this can down the road. But meanwhile, like you said, they've been spending progressively more and more money this year, they have set off on a pace that has been unprecedented. The bond sales have been em- enormous. The raising of debt because of the needs and the government spending so far this year, we're, we're definitely going to set a record. But, you know, they had an agreement that included the Transportation Department, Agriculture Department, Food and Drug Administration. All those should have been funded through March 1st. But here we are now. There's just a couple days left in February, and they have not resolved the problem. So the whole point of this was that 
government has already spent money and now they need to actually pay the bill. So it's interesting because a lot of people confuse this with the idea that we're talking about future spending when the government runs out of money that they have to agree to finance the future. That's not what's happening. We're, we're talking about having to pay the bills for things the government already has spent. And the bills have come up and we've said, well, we're going to finance it for another 30 days and add a little interest, but we'll pay the bill next month. The next month comes up and they don't have the money and they kick the can down the road a little bit more. But they forced themselves, Congress set this limit to try to curtail the spending, you know, by putting a little pressure on themselves and saying, look, if we don't come up with the money, then we have to start cutting down some government services. So, you know, the people will go to work at the government, but they're not going to get a paycheck. Or Social Security Administration people will show up, but they're not going to get paid. And if it continues, well, then they don't work. So the Social Security checks don't go out. Now the public feels the impact of a government that's running out of money. And like I said, th this is just bizarre. I mean, it's just, it's really nonsensical. It is. And the thing is, is though it's lather, rinse, repeat. I mean, this is exactly <laughs> what they do. It's a nonstop and we know mm -hmm. it. And the thing is, is that raising the, continuing to raise the debt ceiling doesn't help either. I mean, anybody with basic economics, uh, you know, like yourself, and, I mean, you're advanced, actually. You're, you're way beyond that, given the nature of the conversation. I mean, this is one of the reasons why people are starting to look at numismatics and looking at investing in even junk silver like I do. And uh, and going, you know, we really need to be looking at an alternative because the news is out that our economy, the financial backbone of the economy is crumbling. Do you agree with that assessment? I do. In fact, I'm not the only one. And I'm starting to hear this from people that are a lot more conservative. I mean, you know, Jamie Dimon, for example, came out yesterday and he talks about a financial crisis that could lead to a, a rebellion, you know, a, a fiscal rebellion. So. You know, Wall Street could get to the point where they're so disgusted with what Washington is doing, they start pushing back. And that could mean, for example, a lack of interest to accumulate government bonds that the government needs to sell on a regular basis. If we get pushback from the public and we get pushback from corporate America and Wall Street because they just are getting infuriated with the fact that nothing is getting done. It's year after year of the same kind of nonsense. You hit it right on the head. It's lather, rinse and repeat. So we run out of money and we set ourselves a limit and say, our debt limit is X and we're not going to cross this. This is it. This is the line in the sand. And once we hit that, we're going to take drastic measures to prevent us from continually moving forward. And then we get to that point and everybody folds. They just fall apart and say, well, I know we set these things that we said we would do if we got to this point and now we're there, but we're not going to do it because it's just simply too hard. So here's what we're going to do. We're just going to allow ourselves to spend more money. So we set a limit of 34 trillion. Guess what? We're going to raise it to 35. And when we hit 35, we're going to raise it to 30. And we're just going to keep doing this until somebody screams and says, hey, the overall size of your debt is so large right now. It's chewing up all the GDP. It's costing us so much in interest payments. We don't see how you're ever going to repay. And there's going to be some pushback. And we don't want to invest anymore in you. And there's the confidence problem. If that goes out the window, we're all screwed. Well, you're talking about Wall Street. And see, I want to bring that up because, boy, it, it popped into my head. If Wall Street, because you were saying they're, they're starting to get a little testy with what D.C. is doing. What if Wall Street were to look at this whole equation and go, you know what? These bonds they're selling like crazy. Maybe we need to downgrade them. Ooh, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, can you see that as a possible alternative? 
Well, it's happened a couple of times. You know, um, the credit rating agencies really kicked the 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 uh, the bear right in the balls, if you will, because they did. Uh, suggests that the grade of the American debt is not sufficient enough to maintain the AAA status. And, you know, the problem is, and I've talked about this a lot, is my concern is growing that the effective nature of our economy is, is fundamentally based on a psychology. It's a shared acceptance of the idea that we all are going to buy into this premise that somehow, even though we're carrying this ridiculous amount of debt and printing unbacked money every day, that it's okay. And that the system can sustain itself through this for some period of time. But there are people that are starting to say that we are running on borrowed time now. Even Jerome Powell has put about a 10-year time frame on the point at which he sees this thing really just unraveling. He calls the system that we're in now unsustainable. And that was a word that was used by Janet Yellen. It's been repeated now by Jerome Powell. When the chairman of the Federal Reserve Board is coming to the American public, telling you that the government's current involvement in the economy is an unsustainable system. He's telling you there's going to be a crack. And the crack is going to affect everybody because if we all are buying into the psychology of the value of a paper dollar that's unbacked, if that psychology breaks and the credit rating agencies review it and say, you know, we don't provide the AAA, now it's maybe just double or AAA minus even – that downgrade is going to have a huge impact on the ability of the government to continue to push that debt out to the world. And if Wall Street and the general public and the other countries around the world lose that confidence, we will not have the ability to push these debt instruments into the open markets. That means the government can't raise the capital they need to finance themselves. Then what is going to happen? We're going to have a, a real fiscal problem. Well, the thing is, is that I think you and I both realize that, you know, you can only kick the can down the road so much and then everything, it's going to be a train wreck and and it will happen. It's just a matter of time. And this is one of the reasons why people are now turning to the kind of market that you deal in. And that's junk silver and gold and your St. Gaudens, which we've talked about on the show before. But speaking of gold and St. Gaudens and everything else, one of our callers ahead of the show, which I talked to you about before, uh, mentioned something that Roosevelt did, Rosenveld did by executive order. And uh, basically he said, you know, I'll give you 15 bucks for your gold or whatever the case may be. I forget it was by the ounce or whatever. But uh, he, he made this promise and it was done by executive order. And the rest of all of America bought into this thing. And but it was only meant for D.C. What do you know about that? Well, it started. Here's how it started. So. The executive order comes down and basically it requires that the American public turn over their gold coins. Uh, the balance of the financing for the government in those days had reached a critical level. We had a real fundamental problem economically. And the solution at that time was to print more money, which sounds very similar. The difference, though, was in 1932 and 1933, before you could print a dollar, the government couldn't just simply decide on its own. And have Congress say, we're going to print more money. They literally had to have more gold in a physical vault to support each of these new notes. The problem was there simply wasn't enough gold. They needed to print more money. And the government had a situation where the Federal Reserve, which had started in 1913, spent the 1920s accumulating massive amounts and printing massive amounts of money. It took a lot of that cash that it had created and began to redeem it for the gold that was being held by the U.S. government. So they showed up first, 
and began to withdraw and withdraw and withdraw. Eventually, there's almost no gold left, but there's still lots of this paper money that was gold back floating around. So the solution was get the public to turn their private gold over to the government to create the ability for the government to print more money. So the redemption occurred, and it allowed people within the D.C. district to show up at the Federal Reserve window, present their $20 bill that said at that point, gold, backed by gold, redeemable to the bearer on demand, and they could present that note. They'd be handed a $20 gold coin, actually a real St. Gaudens. So they turned over their $20 bill, and they got one of these, wow. which is remarkable, right? But you couldn't do it. Um, outside the U.S., you could continue to redeem ma- paper money for gold. But after 1933, we shut the window down and said, what we're going to do now is we're going to print more money. We're telling you that it's going to be backed by gold, but we are not going to allow the actual physical redemption in the United States. But if you were in Europe, you could take American money and show up at a bank and require gold payment. So everywhere else around the world, except here, you could redeem your cash money for gold. It was a very strange system, but the the pitch was, if you will, and, and remember how we've, we've talked about the way that they always come up with some sort of rationale. You know, they have to come up with a method of trying to sell these ridiculous concepts to the public. Well, in those days, everybody was feeling the effects of the Great Depression, which had gone on for you know, years and years and years and was so devastating, you know, roughly a third of the American public were out of work. People were absolutely scrambling just to try to save a dollar. There was no employment. There was no money available. And because all this paper money had been turned in and destroyed, there was an actual absence of cash. That's what a depression is by definition. It doesn't necessarily mean just a bad economy. It means a literal uh, a lack of capital. There was no physical money because all the paper that existed, everybody who was smart enough ran to that gold window and tried to cash it out for the gold before the window closed. So there were people in D.C. who got first crack, and then it, re- it retained itself for the uh, Europeans and everybody else around the world except the American public. But the pitch was this would resolve the Great Depression. Because it would create an environment that allowed the government to print more money, to then circulate it into the economy, stimulate economic activity, and get the economy rolling. And and believe it or not, it did work. But it was a scheme. Well, because it cost us the gold standard. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, okay, we get out of the depression and we get the economy moving forward, but here's what we're left with. Now you have a paper note. Now, again, remember, they had promised that this was a gold-backed note that we were still using. You just couldn't ask for the actual gold anymore. So we're told that there's gold back in these notes. But anybody who did the math could realize by the mid-1930s, they had obviously printed a lot more money than there was gold in reserve. There's no way they had enough in gold supplies to match what they had printed. And they continued to do this through the 1940s. Now, of course, when World War II broke out, it really changed everything because you know wars cost money. And in a wartime, everybody's psychology shifted. So they came out with the whole pitch of the war bonds. You know, you had um, uh, you had all of these uh, actors and you had um, very, very prominent people out there basically pitching the American public, here, help us out, pay for the war, buy these war bonds. So we were able to get away with the problem for five or six years. 
you know, because there was a war effort. And again, the, the public is going to get behind that sort of thing. Even now, uh, we still see that. You know, we have this Ukraine war. We have the wars going on in the Mideast. And the public gets behind it because we accept the notion that this is somehow in the long term beneficial for all. But the costs are huge. And by the end of the World War II, you know, there was so much money that had been printed that the idea of retaining this gold standard started to look a little flaky. But they kept it. And they kept doing silver coins. But by 1964, they kind of gave up the ghost and said, well, you know, here's what's happened. We've printed so much money. We've inflated its value so much that we can't really create a silver dime anymore for 10 cents. It's going to cost us 15 cents worth of silver to mint a silver 10 cent dime, which means the public could take that 10 cent dime and melt it and get 15 cents worth of metal out of it. That's not going to work. So the silver came out of the change in the 60s. And then by the time we hit 1970, you know, we were at a point where we couldn't even pretend around the world that we had any kind of standard against the U.S. dollar. And that was the end of the metal reserves, which is why I come back to the idea now that if our government will not provide us with anything backing the money that they print and we have to use, it's up to the individual American citizens to buy their own gold and silver and get physical possession because if the government won't do it for you, it's left to you to have to do it for yourself. Right. But the thing I'm looking at, too, is there's been a lot of back channel news out there and stories about governments under accumulation trying to get more gold in their reserves because they want to go to a gold backed standard to rather support their own currencies. I mean, do you hear that happening? Quite a bit. Um, you know, most of the industrialized countries around the world have been trying to aggressively accumulate large quantities of gold and the buying by central banks around the world has been increasing to record levels. So, you know, I see this as a lack of confidence in their own currency. <laughs> you know, if, if you had a currency system and you were comfortable with it, you know, you wouldn't be looking to hedge your bet by buying gold. You, you'd be promoting your currency. But since everybody is looking <laughs> suspiciously at every currency around the world, and, you know, again, we are the best of what's out there, which is pretty scary. Uh, if we're the fundamental strongest of all of these currencies that are floating around and we're $34 trillion in debt and we don't have anything backing our money, you know, it, it creates a kind of environment that the whole system is really kind of flaky. And, well, if you were in charge – you might say to yourself, I think it's probably a smart idea that we start accumulating some solid real money, you know, real actual physical wealth. And I hate to say it, but paper money is really not money. No. You know, it's just a note. You know, it's gold, okay. is, gold is money. <laughs> you could say it so it's not okay. – <laughs> it's legal tender for all debts, public and private. You know, sure. see, but Fred, it's the will of we the people. And when we the people start getting sick and tired of this, this nonsense, when we look at this, I mean, you go to the average clerk at Mickey D's and ask him if he accepts Federal Reserve notes for payment, and he looks at you like a deer in the headlight. It's like, uh-uh. No, you, you see, know, no education. Funny, we had a running joke, you know, before my partner passed away in 2019. Yeah. Oof, wow. The time flies. Um, you know, we were young kids in, in the 80s, 70s and 80s. And we used to go to stores. And as a joke, we would just say, hey, do you guys take, you know, cash? And they laugh and they go, well, of course we take cash. You know, nobody ever said no. Nobody thought that was anything but a joke. There was no hesitation. The, the, you know, the laughter came immediately. You do that today. And you actually get a serious response from the people you ask of them. Will you take cash? And some of them will say no. You know, they opened a restaurant here recently, and it didn't do anything. Uh, it would not take cash. 
All they will take with credit card payments or electronic payments will not take cash. And I looked at the guy and I said, okay, you're really going to run a business in America and you will not accept these paper notes that are printed by your government. He said, nope. It's like, wow, that's interesting. But more and more when that question is posed these days, people have to stop and think, do I accept? Yeah. And I, I raised the question, why? Why do you take that $20 bill as payment? Well, you know, in the end, we've talked about it. It's always good for payment and taxes. So we know there's an end user at some point, yeah. but it's a game of musical chairs. You know, we're all kind of shuffling around and shuffling around and shuffling around and hoping somebody doesn't pull the plug on the music and leave us without the chair because somebody is going to left standing and there won't be someplace to sit. And I don't want to be the last guy holding that last paper note, trying to redeem it for something when no one will accept it as value. I so. I don't believe that people need to diverse themselves of all of their paper money, but I think if you're not hedging your bets with at least a portion of your own capital in sound money, in actual physical gold and silver that you have possession of, you are now experiencing a problem that's going to get progressively worse because this kicking the can down the road nonsense, I don't see it ending. And no, it's going to come to you an know, end. Even, no matter who gets elected, I, I just don't see that there's any – political way to maneuver around not continually doing this and the thing is too is that little saint gaudens you were holding up in your hand if it's worth twenty one hundred dollars or something in your tax bill for your property taxes twenty one hundred dollars that property tax of the assessor the collector the tax collector is not going to take that saint gaudens and go oh well that'll satisfy the debt they're not going to do it. They want paper money or they want a check. They want M1, M2, or M3. They don't care about that. See, the thing is, is in the real world, folks, when we the people start losing faith in the government, which I think a lot of them are now, in November they're voting for the lesser of two evils no matter what because they don't like what's going on. They don't like inflation, but yet the value of gold and silver coin is going up. So I, th I would think now is the time to start buying the stuff up like crazy. Absolutely. And, uh, and a very interesting thing has happened. I've, I've mentioned a couple of times. There's a, a small premium value on junk silver coins, right? So you take a silver quarter or silver dime and you weigh it and how much pure silver is in it. Uh, a half dollar, for example. A 50 cent piece in the U.S. that's silver, 60, 1964 and earlier. It contains, it's a half ounce size coin, but it contains 0.36 ounces of pure silver. And people ask about the 90% silver thing. It gets a little confusing. The silver is pure. It's 100% silver, but the coin also has an additional content of trace metals, copper, nickel, things like that. So the total composition of the coin is 90% silver, 10% other metals. If you just melted the pure silver out of a half dollar, you got almost $9 worth of silver content. You can buy that coin today for about 10 bucks. You're literally paying a dollar more than the metal the thing is made of, yet it's legal currency issued under the United States Constitution. It has not been made since 1964, and they can never produce another one. Yet you're paying next to nothing more than the metal it's made of. Um, I put together a little package for listeners today. Just This is for your listening audience only. I have just a few of these together, but I can offer these. It's one of the St. Gaudens and 10 silver half dollars, and the package is 3600 bucks. So that includes a Mint State 64 graded and certified original mint condition coin, 10 circulated silver half dollars, 3600 bucks. And I just think this is a great way for the newer investor to get started. You get both gold and silver. 
You have some flexibility. It's an affordable thing. You can add multiple packages to it. Yep. Anybody has questions about that, just call us at 800-878-2646. We'll explain everything to people about the particulars, but I think this will be an excellent process for your listening audience. Agreed. Thank you, Fred Dushevsky. uscoincapital.com, folks. We're out of time for today, but guess what? Tomorrow, we will be back with more news and information for you here on the Power Hour. Got a prayer request? Send it in. Once again, the fastest 30 minutes on radio. <laughs> that is. And boy, is it worth it. Man, the history lesson we get, Fred Dushevsky, God bless you for the work you're doing. We appreciate you. Thank see you, you tomorrow. Great to see you. Harmful organisms are everywhere affecting your health and well-being. Fortunately, there's a solution. Paratrex is a unique formula designed to help create an environment that's hostile to invading organisms. Made with a blend of herbs and other natural ingredients such as wormwood, which has often been used in traditional medicine as a dewormer. If unwanted organisms are affecting your health, Paratrex can help bring it all back in balance. Order today from thepowermill.com or call 877-817-9829. Are you tired of trying to figure out how to get all your fruits and vegetables into your busy lifestyle? OptiVita Complete Essentials provides you with 22 whole food vitamins and minerals, 29 fruits and vegetables, probiotics, antioxidants, and botanicals for ultimate health and nutrition. 30 individual packs, now less than $3 per day. Get your OptiVita Complete Essentials by calling 877-817-9829 or order online at thepowermall.com. I don't know where to start. There's so many products you guys offer. I think one of the first things I ever ordered from you guys was your clay. The clay is a miraculous. I could not do without that. And the charcoal, you know, you can get yourself in a bathtub to kind of help take the, the toxins out. So just those two alone, but I could go on to the Optivita silver lozenges. Of course, then the Oregoresp and the uh, P73, the oil of oregano, and your Vitamir toothpaste. Again, I could go on and on and on. Call Jay at thepowermall.com and receive superior customer service. Call 1-877-817-9829 right now. That number again is 1-877-817-9829. Support small businesses and buy from the good guys at thepowermall.com. That's thepowermall.com. My husband is a welder by trade, but he grinds his welding products, and uh, he doesn't wear a helmet or a mask to do that. And he had this cruddy stuff in his lungs, and it just wasn't going away. And I heard you one time talking about the Sarah enzyme for the lung. And uh, my goodness, I mean, he can breathe so much easier. And I don't hear that crud in his lungs. Thank you so very much. To find out more about this product or others like it, go to our website at thepowermall.com. That's thepowermall.com. Call 877-817-9829. That number again is 877-817-9829. Jay's standing by to take your call. Now more than ever, we need your support. Buy from the good guys at thepowermall.com. That's thepowermall.com. 